0: for the past three years but the Lord has called, him, called her back here in Victoria, Artigas to serve in the, in, in here sa a local church so I want you to hear the stories and the way that he would preach this text because I believe that it is going to be a blessing fair warning lang baka pag nag-preach si Madjo sobrang powerful kalahati sa inyo mag-missions next week okay fair warning I want you to know that as, he, as she preaches the word, that you're going to intently hear from God of what the Lord wants to do in you and through you. So, Victory Ortigas 10 a.m. service, please help me welcome Ms. Madjo Maniara to preach the word of God today. Thank you, Pastor Aldwin.
1: Thank you, Pastor Edwin and Pastor Noel for giving me this opportunity to share the heart of the Lord for the nations. Just like what Pastor Edwin said earlier, I served here as a campus missionary from 2017 to 2019. I think I also have here some photos during those times of our campus ministry. Um, you'd see their familiar faces. Some of them are now um, working, like Kyle, Julia is one of our worship leaders here. Some of them are now also married, like Chuck. He is now um, helping our worship service in Eastwood. So back then, and even right now, we continuously following Jesus. And at the same time, we fish for people and we fellowship with one another in our campus ministry. Um Do we have any students here? May I see a show of hands? Yes, so to those uh, students here, I would like to invite you to be part of our campus ministry as well. This is a safe community for you guys. So I also, yeah, so after this service, we have here Faith, one of our campus missionaries. Please approach us because we want you guys to be connected to this community. Anyway, so in 2020, um, by God's grace, I was one of those people, Filipinos, um, who was tapped to be part of this church planting team that Every Nation will send in the region of Central America, because that's the only region that we that we doesn't have any that we don't have any um, Every Nation church yet. So the vision is so big: start an apostolic church in Panama that will reach other nations in Central America, like Costa Rica, Nicaragua. Puerto Rico, Belize. Yung iba po dyan, naririnig lang natin sa Miss Universe. (laughs) Anyways. So, just before the pandemic hit, the church was able to send us off. And last year, during the first year anniversary of our Every Nation Panama Church, we went to an 18-hour bus ride to Costa Rica to do a mission trip. So, we were... um, We had... Five students with us from Panama. Three of them, first time po nilang mag-out of the country. During their phase na preparation, nag-apply sila ng passport, believing that God will provide for them. So what happened during that mission trip? During our last day in Costa Rica, we were able to have this um, university connect, or pizza party for the students of Universidad de Panama. And about 40 students came and we were able to preach the gospel to these students. Right. Wow. And in November, this coming November, next month, yeah, October, 1 na po yun, next month, some of our missionaries and even students will go back to Costa Rica to do a follow-up with those students that we met in that nation. God is advancing his kingdom in Central America. And here in this photo, this is what our Sunday evening typically looks like. So after the service, we will just invite those students. So our home, kakain lang po kami dyan, We prepare lang po kami ng adobo na sobrang gusto nila. So after we eat, manonood lang po kami ng movie, magkakantahan dahil marami pong mga Pinoy sa team namin, so nagkakaraoke, laging present po yung karaoke. So that's how our relationship with these locals grew over the period of time. And today, I'm so thrilled to preach about something that is a very close to the very heart of God and also close to, the, to my heart and that is missions. Now for the past um, two weeks, we've been talking about missions because we want to remind ourselves afresh again of this great responsibility that we have when it comes to the Great Commission of Jesus Christ. So I am grateful that God has given us both the opportunity and privilege to be part of this. And one of the stories that I also wanted to share with you is Catherine. I think I have here her photo. Catherine is a second year college student from Universidad de Panama. So we met her last year through her boyfriend, Eduardo, But year before that, in 2021, they casually like sleeping together. That's a norm in Panama. Even the students, nagli-live-in sila. Now, in 2021, Catherine got pregnant. And that same year, she was miscarried. So in January 2022, Eduardo got connected to us. He got discipled, and then he connected Catherine to our church community. So both of them started to know Jesus, started following Jesus, and at the same time, they got connected to our church community. And last year, both of them publicly declared their faith in Christ. Hashtag relationship goals (laughs) po, tong dalawang batang to. Okay, now why am I saying these stories with you guys? Kasi two weeks ago po, I received a message from Catherine breaking the news that she and Eduardo are now engaged and planning to get married in the coming months. God is good. Now, imagine with me this is just one of the many stories of redemption that is only possible because God sent someone in the mission field. And imagine with me, this young couple will be a powerful preachers of the word because they have experienced the power and the goodness of Jesus Christ. And so today, we'll be talking about God's heart for the mission by scattering his people. Can I invite everyone to please stand as we read the text? Acts 8 verse 1 to 8. And Saul approved of his execution, and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds, with one accord, paid attention to what was being said by Philip, when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them. And many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. You may now be seated. Now, just to give you a brief story about the whole chapter of Acts, um, Acts is a missional text containing many different missionary episodes and concepts. So, the work argues that Luke's primarily purpose for writing this book is to equip and at the same time inspire the church during his time and at the same time our church today for an effective mission. I love how the book started when Jesus asked His disciples to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit before they became witnesses to Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, why? Because again, at the end of the day, apart from the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot be effective witnesses of the gospel. Just like what happened in Panama, it is only by the grace of God that in span of one year, we were able to see lives being transformed by the gospel despite of the language barrier. You know, I remember during our first month in Panama, iyak tawa po kami ng mga missionaries na Pinoy. Kasi Panama is a Spanish-speaking nation. So, hindi ko po alam kung na-experience yun na may kausap ka, tapos parang gusto mo may lumabas na subtitle sa ibaba ba para lang mai, ma, maintindihan mo sila. So, there was this time na pumunta kami sa campus. Limited lang po yung Spanish na dala namin. Tapos doon ko na-experience yung nakaganyan ka doon sa tao, tapos kapag may tumawa, tatawa ka na lang din po kahit hindi mo, maima, kahit hindi mo maintindihan. But then again, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that that, langu- that language barrier was broken. Because again, at the end of the day, nothing can limit the gospel from advancing, not even the language. Okay. Now, going back to the text. So after the people back then received the, the, the Holy Spirit, they started speaking in tongues. Peter and other disciples started Preaching the gospel and the result of that people getting saved people getting baptized and at the same time They were added to the church now some disciples as well. They started um, Doing miracles and wonders in the name of Jesus. So the council back then They got threatened by these disciples now they started um, questioning the disciples some people they arrested them, but you'd see in Acts 6 Verse 7, And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. We can learn from this verse that nothing... Nothing can ever slow the gospel from advancing. And even in chap-, chap in chapter 6, we'd see there the story of Stephen, a man who is full of grace and power and was doing great signs and wonders among people. But in verse 7, it says there that he was stoned to death. Good news po ba Na-encourage po ba kayo na mag-preach ng gospel tapos may mas stoned to death? But this morning, we will understand the, um, God's heart for the nation. Now, going back to, the sti- to Stephen's story, how can be someone's death be a doorway for the gospel to advance? This morning, I wanted to present to everyone of us three instances wherein God turned a seemingly dead end into a doorway to advance His kingdom. Acts eight verse one. It says here, and Saul approved of his execution, and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. So the first seven chapters of Acts has entirely been in Jerusalem. People getting saved, baptized, added to the church, Jerusalem lang po yun. But then again, because of Stephen's death, came severe persecution. And then, the early disciples back then were forced to be sent out. Naikbalo po sila. Now, seemingly dead end, the death of Stephen and great persecution. But you'd see in verse 1 as well that they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Do you think God was surprised when this thing happened? I don't think so. Do you think... Judea and Samaria is just a plan B of God for the church? No, because Judea and Samaria has always been in the heart of God. And you would see there in Acts 1 verse 8 that when he said to his disciple, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now the doorway there is that, yes, there was a death, There was a persecution, but believers was scattered. Now, you'd see here that even though there was an execution and persecution, God is sovereign to fulfill His mission by scattering His people. Going back to the text, Acts 8 verse 1, And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. So Luke says here that they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Again, who are these apostles? Ito po yung mga tao na nakasama ni Jesus. Ito po yung nakasama ni Jesus, maglakad, magperform ng miracles and wonders. Ito sila Peter, sila um, Simon, sila Thomas, sila Andrew, sila John, sila James. So naiwan sila. There, are, there were disciples na nag-stay sa Jerusalem, may mga disciples na a scattered And to some of us, this can also be applied. Now, some people will be called by God to stay, some people will be called by God to go. But again, at the end of the day, we all have our own seasons in life. And whether God asks you to stay or go, God will still accomplish His purpose in you and through you. Now, what happened to those who were scattered? Acts 8 verse 4, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. It is not the disciples or the apostles he's referring to here. Luke was talking about ordinary men and women of the Jerusalem church who have been scattered abroad. I don't know how old these people were. I don't know how long have they they been following Jesus. But you know, it says in the verse, they were all scattered and they boldly preached the gospel. They boldly preached the gospel. Dead end, apostles stayed in Jerusalem. Doorway, those who were scattered went about preaching the word. No forced with running for their lives, these people can just be you no know, quiet. Lord, save na lang muna ako ngayon para mabuhay ako bukas. Lord, ano muna, um, magko-cover up muna ako for today. But you know what? These people made their faith evident and even expressed by preaching the gospel to Judea and Samaria. Now, what about us? What do you think will overflow in us when we are being oppressed? I hope and I pray that whenever we are being oppressed or when someone questioned us, because of our faith i hope and i pray that the boldness to preach the gospel will increase in us and i also wanted to share the story of my friend i will not mention his name and the country where is he from so my friend okay i just call him guy but this is not koya guy okay so this guy is from a muslim nation he actually studied Islamic history and Muslim culture, so all the more he learned about Allah and Islam. He became arrogant, and he met someone from our church in that particular nation um, with Quranic words and at the same time Islamic history. One of our church member members was able to engage guy, reach out to him, and at the same time discipled him. So he realized that he was actually lost like every one of us. Now, um, I think I have here the text message from the guy. So, my salvation story. So, I began to seek God guided by Pastor toot, in a different way. And I felt that through love of God, one day and gave my life to Him. Yes, I accepted Isa al is how they called Jesus for Muslim, as my Lord and Savior in 2015 how many of you would agree with me that when someone encountered the lord you cannot keep your faith to yourself so this guy he started reaching out to 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 one of the campuses in that nation my story that there was this time that while he was preaching the gospel to this student that student slapped him Na-imagine yung po ba yung sarili nyo na kapag nag ka ng gospel, masasampal ka? Wow. Noong ako po, nung naririnig ko, I was like, what did you do? Kasi kung ako po, parang ako kasi pala. So mga ganyan. pero hindi ko din po alam ko anong gagawin ko kapag masasampal ako na isang tao. But this guy did not stop reaching out to that campus. And not just that, he even shared his faith to his mom, to his sibling, and even to his close friends. Now, result none? But all of them hated me. In return, I was being persecuted, punished, and threatened to be killed. I was locked up in my own house like a, mo- like a prisoner for a month. People tried to poison me, to kill me, in order to remove their guilt, And there was this time na sinasabi na friend ko that the first time he attended the Christmas party of that church, he was bleeding. Duguan po siya. Kasi yun yung time na tumakas siya sa family niya para mabuhay. This is not a telenovela. This is what, this is the reality that there are people getting killed, people are getting persecuted because of their faith. Now, with this friend of mine, he did not stop praying and believing that God will save his family, that his family will know Jesus and will also follow them. So, a year or two, two years later, he went back to that community. So, yun yung time na mamamatay, parang may sakit yung pamangki niya, tas mamamatay na. Yung akala talaga nila mamamatay na, the kid Parang yung mata sarado na. So in desperation and in faith, he prayed and asked God to heal that kid. And eventually, the eyes of those kids were opened. So yung nanay niya, and even yung kapatid niya, they were crying with this guy and asking him, Anong ginawa mo? Anong sinabi mo? And this guy just said, I just prayed to Jesus. And the result of that, my relationship with my family was restored. My mother and sister surrendered their life to Isa too. Today, they are proud of me and ask for forgiveness for, for persecuting me in the past. God has been faithful in my journey of faith. He changed my life. And I believe that God supported me, loved me, and called me to reach out to the lost in our community, and even in the campus. This is not a pastor. He is not a pastor. He is not a missionary. He is just an ordinary guy changed by God. And he just wants to also, for his family, to also know Jesus. Now, I wanted to present to every one of us again that God is sovereign to fulfill His mission by using every believer. Every believer. That includes you, that includes the person seated in front of you, beside you, and even at your back. Now, this mission is for us all. We are part of this mission. And you are not just an ordinary person. Actually, God wants to accomplish something greater in and through you, something that is far bigger than ourselves. The gospel, that change us, I hope, will not stop in us. That we will go to that world and preach about Jesus. Now, going back to the text, Acts eight, verse five to six: Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Dead end, going to a hostile city. Why? Because for Philip, the Jews hated Samaritans. They're actually willing to go through the Jordan River para lang hindi sila madaan sa Samaria. That's how they hated this community. But imagine with me, Philip went to that city that they hated. He did not just go to that city but he actually proclaimed Jesus Christ to that city. I don't know about you I don't know, I'm not sure, ano yung Samaria nyo? Ano yung lugar na ayaw nyo? It could be, to some of you, gusto nyo na pong umalis ng Pilipinas? Yung iba sa inyo, gusto nyo pumunta sa ibang bansa? Or Samaria could be a person for you. But what will you do if God asks you to go to that city? What will you do if God will ask you to stay in that city? now friends we are church we live in a society that is racially apart racially torn apart so here is a message for us that here's philip a godly and spirit-filled man and he's taking the gospel to probably one of the most difficult areas imaginable imaginable culturally and ethnically when you look at the flags here Sige po, ikot po, tignan po natin yung mga flags. These flags are not just interior designs na parang white lang siya, o sige, lagyan natin ang flags. These flags represent a nation, a community, a family, a soul, that needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. You'd see here flags. May mga sa missions po may tinatawag tayong um, open nations. These are the nations na Catholic nations. Pero when you look around, you have these flags na cross na creative access nations. Meaning, um, katulad po ng story ni Masay, na may nakukulong, may namamatay, may persecute. So whether that's an open nation or creative access nation, we will proclaim Jesus Christ to this nation. We will not stop until every nation will will be reached by the gospel. Now, in reality as well, just like the story of Masum, there are nations na mamamatay ka talaga, papatayin ka talaga if you have a different faith. And actually, When you kill someone who has a different faith, you're actually doing them a favor. Will that stop us from reaching to that nation? No. Again, at the end of the day, God loves every nation. God loves every soul. God loves every family. That's why we are going there. Now, going back to the text, as a result of Philip. Going down to Samaria and proclaiming to them the Christ, the city was rich, people got saved and even healed. Now, we learn something. We can learn something from here that no persecution, social, or even cultural differences can stop the Lord from advancing His kingdom in every nation and. In every city in every nation and as we look back at the text again in acts 8 acts 8 verse 1 started with the bad news about Stephen's death but acts 8 verse 8 it ended there that there was so much joy in that city because of the proclamation and demonstration of the gospel in chapter 8 chapter 8 started with the seemingly bad news death persecution scattering But in God's sovereignty, use those seemingly dead ends as a doorway for the gospel to reach the unriched city. Now, what is it for us? I want you all to know that you don't have to wait a little longer to be part of this mission. You don't have to be scattered. But right at this moment, I believe God is giving you a word on how you can be part of this. Now, God is sending us all to this broken world to be ambassadors of the gospel to our families, to our friends, to our communities, and even to the rest of this world, appealing to them to, to be reconciled to God. But wherever God is planting you right now, that's your mission field. That's your mission field. Now what now? I have, we've been hearing our church about our part in this Great Commission. Pray, give, and go. But what does it mean mean for me to pray, to give, and even to go? I want to share some stories of those people who are also dear to me, who participated in the Great Commission by praying, giving, and going with me in Panama. The first story I have here is Eliana. Eliana is the daughter of our pastor in Cainta. During the pandemic, we had this global prayer meeting for Panama. Again, prayer is one of the powerful tools in advancing the kingdom. So lahat ng ginagawa natin, dasal muna. Because again, we only depend on the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. So Eliana would, would wake up as early as 7 a.m. Or 8 a.m. just to join our global prayer meeting. Sino po dito yung alas 9, hirap na hirap na tayong gumising? Ako din po minsan lalo nakapag-weekend. But Eliana, joyfully attending our prayer meeting. And her prayers reach Panama. Her prayers reach the lives of those students. Next, Vashti. Vashti is the daughter of our pastor, Pastor Jam, who is now in Greenfield. In 2020, yung mga bata po na ito, kalaro ko lang sila. Minsan, they would join my victory group here. And there was this time na uh, after our victory group, they just asked me, Ate Majo, Tita Majo, what are you doing in life? <laughs> what are you doing in life? Sabi <laughs> ko, so, grabe na ako to, na ng batang to. So sinabi ko po sa kanya, na-misionary ako, ganyan, na I'll be going to Panama. So that evening, her mom messaged me. Madjo, sabi ni Vash, she wants to support you daw. Haha. She's committing 100 daw every month. Kung tutuusin po sa atin, 100, ang liit naman nun, paano naman ito But you know what? That 100 pesos of Vashti, that changed lives in Panama. Those 100 pesos na, na pinapartner niya sa akin monthly, those fueled the activities that we had in Panama. Those 100 pesos, those, it touched lives. It touched the nations of Panama and even in Costa Rica. 100 sa pang koko natin yan. Masumahal pa nga po yung Starbucks natin. But Vashti believed in the mission. Yung 100 pesos po na yun for a 7-year-old kid, that could be a lot. But she is sacrificing for that hundred pesos. And not just sacrificing, he was joyful. She was joyful in giving that hundred pesos to the kingdom of God. Yes, yes. Lastly, going. So, pray, give, and go. This is Alba. She's the eldest daughter of our previous pastor, Pastor Rico. So, their family is the one who's leading our church planting team in Panama. So, Yung iba po sa atin, kapag going, uy, exciting, ano to, tour-tour um, tayo yan, ganyan. But for Alba's case, it's not easy. She had to leave her friends, their house, yung comfort ng Pilipinas. But then again, when they moved to Panama, Alba was telling me, when God started giving her hobbies, kasi dito po si Alba, nagkokompit siya sa gymnast eh. So, nung panama siya, She had to ask and pray God for a hobby. So God provided a hobby for her. God provided provided friends to her. And at the same time, God provided a life for her in Panama. And Alba was telling me that that made her realize that God has a plan for her, that God is mindful of her by bringing those people into her life. And right now, Alba was telling me, and because of that, she wanted to live her life for Jesus. Right now, Alba is our youngest stage manager in every nation, Panama. He was, she was actually the one training the college students who wants to, to serve in stage manager. And not just that, she is not just serving, but she's making Jesus known to her classmates. So, this is Paloma. She is a Colombian girl, studying in Panama. She's actually two or three older than Alba. So, Alba started to disciple Paloma. And last year, last November, during Paloma's birthday, together with Pastor Rico, we baptized Paloma. She publicly declared her faith in Christ in front of her dad, in front of her sibling, and in front of her grandparents. Okay. God is good. Now, I want to leave every one of you this phrase that every single one of us regardless of our life stage is called by God to be part of His grand plan for the nations. If God can use those kids Eliana, Vashti and even Alba in advancing his kingdom to the nations why can't God use us yes. as a church now I want everyone to also know that bringing the good news to people is the best and amazing mission that we all can be part of why because this mission will never fail why because Jesus said In Matthew 28, verse 19, that when we go and make disciples of all nations, His presence will be with us to the very end of age. So I believe right here, right now, it's not too late and it's not too early to be part of what God is doing in the nations. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the privilege and opportunity that you are giving each and every one of us to advance your kingdom in the nations father i pray that lord would you show your heart to us would you break our hearts for you and for the people around us and for the lost world lord i pray that to those of us who are experiencing persecution oppression Because of our faith, Lord, I pray that this persecution fuels us to do your mission. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in this place, that they will not be ashamed of the gospel that changed them, that the gospel will not stop in them. And Lord, I pray that whatever they do, may it be fueled with your love and compassion to those people around them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.